Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, where, Corey, I forgot to also tell you that the Cincinnati Bengals are expected to franchise tag T. Higgins. Oh, good. That's uh, I saw that part of the conversation where they were kind of concerned as to whether or not they'd spend that money. I think they have like $65 million to work with Ooh, this offseason, which is crazy. Are now, you serious? Something. Let me go revisit the story. But, yeah, it's, it's a pretty I significant guess- number. He was drafted in 20. I'm talking about Joe Burrow. I'm just trying to think. Obviously, T. Higgins was too. I'm just trying to think of when his big contract kicks in. That's that's when that quarterback has to be on a Patrick Mahomes level because yeah. you are taking yeah. from even a first overall pick, you're taking 30-plus million dollars away from the rest right. of your team because that's what the – Good quarterbacks make fifty to sixty million a year. Yeah, roughly sixty million in cap space to work with, and I think it says they're projected to be the sixth most hot in damn the offseason. Let's bet on the Bengals. Let's freaking go. Well, if the, if their people go spend money, I mean, they might just be like, ah, we'll roll it over till next year. Now we got caught up in obviously that's a shot at the Cowboys. I know. Super Bowl fever last week while we're in Las Vegas, but pitchers and catchers report for the Texas Rangers, the world champion Texas Rangers, tomorrow. That is happening. And I wanted to run back through something that we had talked about a couple of weeks ago and see what your belief level is in this. We talked about things that the Rangers need to have another successful season or best case scenario, hopefully start to build their own little dynasty here. Not little dynasty, you went two in a row. You're yeah. on, you're starting, you're on your way. Is one of the things that we talked about from an article from Evan Grant was at least one of Jack Leiter, Owen White, or Zach Kent proves capable of making more than half a dozen starts by the end of the season. And so I was kind of looking at their minor league careers and everything like that, and I wanted to know, how confident are y'all that this can happen? And do you have a candidate that's more likely than the rest? Because I realized when the draft happened, it was all Jack Leiter all the time. And I was absolutely on board with that train. We all three were so pumped that Jack Leiter was yes. the second pick. Right now, is he the third most likely to complete this for you? I don't know. Owen White last year struggled tremendously after getting called up he did and when he went back down they thought well hey give him another month he kind of saw what a major league game is like it's not like you got you got a taste you don't know exactly how it would go game in and game out but you got an idea of the competitive nature of a major league lineup in a major league environment i'm i'm scared i honestly am scared of the high ranking and we shouldn't say that the the pitchers at double A AA and triple A levels, the guys that are a, a, a good three starts away from making your major league team, where if you're an A ball, 
you have a good month, they'll move you up to double A and see if you can handle that level. But when you're in double A, triple A, you get hot, you get called up to the majors. I am worried. I would put a lower percentage, like a 33% chance that one of these guys makes it as a, a everyday five-man rotation pitcher. Uh, agreed on all that what Mike just said, but I did have a dream last night that Jack Leiter made the starting uh, made the opening day rotation. Oh my lord! So if my dreams, <laughs> oh, wow, that is. I hope you're right in a awesome. way. I hope he's so awesome, not that you have so many injuries that you <laughs> have to because that can happen too. Where you're just man, we are so hurt right now. We just have to take take our shots but i'm with Mike. dodgers had that last year i'm with mike in that i don't i've never seen the rangers develop pitching so i can't believe that yeah. that they can do it this offseason yet but i'm hopeful very hopeful all right so i guess i'm gonna say owen white is my be- i'm gonna go owen white then zach kent then jack Leiter. just because look i hope as mike said i hope your dream is correct and Me too. That I mean, you know, there are other dreams that I hope come true all the way a little bit quicker. But I hope your less famous dream is accomplished as well. Is I think Jack Leiter just he feels more and more like a major league bullpen piece, and so I would think your hope would go Owen White, then Zach Kent, then Jack Leiter. It's not like we're watching Double A AA and Triple A baseball games, but I'm asking this question. Why do you feel Owen White is your best shot? It seems like we don't always, you know, I think a lot about what you told me a long a long time ago, Mike, about, you know, when we discuss meritocracy and how it doesn't always work quite like that. It seems like they have just been waiting to pull the trigger on Owen White longer, just like you were talking about with Foscue before. Is So it just sort of feels like they're like, hey, we we need pitching. Yeah. We're going to give this kid a shot at some point, a real shot. I did see the major league invite list. You guys probably got the email yeah, yeah. too. Like Cole Wynn is on that list. And I know now he's a year ago, you would still go, Hell gosh, yeah. it's not going yeah. good at all, but it would be probably lighter Wynn and white in that order. And now Wynn is, he is going to major league camp. I can't even see them really giving him a chance to compete for a job. Like he needs to show that he can get triple A hitters out. But, like, that's the tough thing right now, to Corey's point. And she's like, why is it for some reason, and we're talking about from the 70s to now, not just John Daniels or not just Chris Young, is this organization has just seemed to really struggle to develop pitchers that help out the Texas Rangers. And that can be starting or otherwise. Because one of the other things I wanted to break down with you guys, and and I know there's a seemingly simple explanation to this, is – you have to get better in one-run games. In the last two years, the Rangers are 29 and 59. Wow. Think about that. And I realize the easiest explanation for this route is because your bullpen's been some junk. So, okay, we got Josh Spores and uh, LeClerc. We're going to be fine. Yeah, they did help lead you to the David Robertson last year. Yeah, and David Robertson. The it, Admiral. Kirby Yates. That's, it's, that is a different person. Is... You got to improve with the bullpen, but I do think starting pitching has something to do with this as well. But the Rangers are going to have to improve. Just think about if you could even get to 500 
I'm not even asking you to be really good in one run game. Wasn't it like Get a to 500? Was it a playoff game last year where the Rangers trailing after eight hadn't won a game in 2000? Like they won the World yes. Series. And I think in the regular season, help me, I might was, be wrong here. They hadn't won one after seven until past the midway point of the season. It was like trailing after eight. They had never yeah. won a game, but then they had a big comeback win. Well, I think it was game one of the World Series, wasn't it? Yes, they did make when that Seager, comeback in the ninth. When Seager hit the two-run homer to tie it, and then they won it in extra innings with the Adolis Garcia home run. I could be wrong here. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But that might have been their first comeback going into the ninth inning. And so that's another big part of it as well. So better bats in the eighth and ninth. Better bullpen, better starting pitching. A lot of these things are obviously tied together. And then... The other, I know people are asking about Kumar Rocker. It's no, he's, he's not going to pitch this year. It's not going to happen. Like I, I would say Brock Porter's closer by far than Kumar Rocker at this point. They're probably on maybe the same path of when they get to the majors because if you look at Porter, high school pick, he's going to start the year in high A ball. Yes. He's going to pitch the whole year in the minors this year. He's going to pitch the whole year in the minors in 2025. And then the hope is in 2026, if he develops quickly and, and well, he'll be ready to maybe pitch for you in 2026. Kamar Rocker, Tommy John surgery in June. He is missing this year of pitching. He'll pitch some in like Arizona fall league type, not the, the big time one, but like go to Arizona in the fall with the Rangers and work on bullpens and everything. And then in 2025, pitch in the minor leagues, make sure his arm is okay, and then in 2026, hopefully be a competitive pitcher for you in the major leagues. And then to add it all to this, as we're talking at least somewhat about pitching, is you continue to see this every day, every other day. A national writer who says, no, Jordan Montgomery is going to go back to the Rangers. MLB.com. Thursday. Yeah. Today's Tuesday. MLB.com. Tomorrow's Wednesday, Kevin. Just... Thank you. So it'll be the day after tomorrow. Oh, no. Better get Jake Gyllenhaal on the horn. We'll be all right. Is another article saying Jordan Montgomery back to the Rangers. I- I'm-, I'm curious. Come on. More and more, this disconnect between the national feeling that he's coming back and maybe a little bit more pessimistic my theory, feeling here. My theory is this. The national riders are talking to Montgomery's agent and talking to other teams' general managers, and they cannot find a team offering Montgomery a contract. You think Boston will dip back in? I don't know. I just think right now the, the national riders, my theory is, is that they can't find the team that they thought had interest in November, December that has any interest in February, and they're just going – well, then it makes logic sense that he's going back to the Rangers if I can't find San Francisco, New York, Boston, all these teams supposedly interested in Montgomery in November and December. They seem to have no interest in February. So I think they're just connecting it like, then he has to be going back to the Rangers because I can't find a team talking to Jordan Montgomery right now. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, I feel like we've addressed this several times, but we have new audience all the time. Why not sign Trevor Bauer for the league minimum? So there's a few things there. 
Has Trevor Bauer? I heard he would. Uh, I heard he would do it for the league minimum. But has Kevin. Trevor Bauer himself come out and said that? I know Gary Sheffield Jr. said it on his behalf. I will believe Gary Sheffield Jr. Kevin. Okay, that's how you should do it. Never believe anybody else. He's the son of Gary Sheffield. If yeah. That no makes sense. Is no, I, I don't. I, you're, I agree with you. I want to hear it from him. Yeah. I want to hear it from his agent. And then also Gary Sheffield Jr. said, "Don't believe the noise. He's well liked by his teammates. We have multiple." People who have played with him in the past is like, that is not true. And so for people asking, why not take a chance on that? I think they just think he's a bad culture guy for the room. You have Corey Seager who was with him for the last half season he was in the major leagues. So if I'm not saying Corey Seager is the end all be all. But if he signed off on it. But if he said, dude, I had no problem with Corey. I mean, I had no problem with um, Trevor Bauer. Then maybe that would help out the Rangers in that case. But it looks like. To be honest, it looks like the teams have gotten together and said, screw this guy, keep him out of baseball. Be, by the way, on, on Trevor Bauer, my feeling on that, like the, the mindset always, and especially with people that bring that up, can he pitch? Yeah, yeah the dude can pitch. He's really good in Japan. I do, wonder, I do wonder if, like, what he learns from it. And if he even thinks he didn't need to learn anything other than I, maybe I just need to make sure that the people I'm with are, you know, good quality people. Uh, but like, that's, that's a part of being kind of a, if people are like, you're a bad teammate, does he learn anything from it? If he gets re-signed with the Rangers or, there, or signed with the Rangers or re-signed with another team. And that's the thing. Some people are saying on his podcast, he said he would sign for the minimum with incentives. And I, I'm just telling you, we've I'll heard, it out. we've heard from multiple people inside the organization that it just doesn't sound like the interest level is there from everything I understand. So whenever people ask why, that's my default answer. How many dudes on this team were a distraction this year? Yep, exactly. But like you have they, to like really think they about it. They didn't have any distractions on this team. Degrom was they had the guys most- that like went in and out of losing confidence. I brought up Ezekiel Duran, probably not a distraction. But you didn't feel like no, he was a distraction. He was trying yeah. his best to help the team at all times. It was just that he couldn't like just get out of that funk that he found himself in 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 kind of late July and August. But to your point, everybody, from what we understand, on that plane in the clubhouse, even when they thought, well, what about bringing in Araldis Chapman? Because he's kind of this superstar type of guy. Uh, But they're like, got along great, quiet guy. Yeah. But but no, no issue like... I deserve this or I want this. It was just, no, man, he's kind of quiet in the clubhouse, doesn't really say much, has a few guys that he talks to, but he gets along with the bullpen guys. He's just a quiet guy. Yeah, all those dudes were team committed. Like, that was – none of them had that outside thing that was going to bring any of the hoopla in. And while Jerry loves to bring the hoopla in, the Rangers this year, they were like, no, we're keeping it this way. Let me tell you something. If this was a football player – who had the very similar resume? Yeah, I absolutely believe. Can that he play? The Cowboys would make that sign. He can play. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's ridiculously early, but do you think we'll see a historic Chiefs three-peat? Let's talk about it next right here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Chiefs have never led in this game. They fumbled at the eight, or they could have led. Mahomes, fighting for the end zone, wide open, cut, touchdown, Kansas City, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, 16 yards on a seam up the numbers, and Kansas City has its first lead of Super Bowl 58. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. I bet they win. It's ridiculously early, but do you believe we will see Kansas City Chiefs Historic three-peat next season. How could I bet against the dude? I've I've tried. Because it doesn't work. I I mean, I'm wearing a Chiefs hat, but I just thought watching this season, anybody watching this season couldn't have thought, that looks like the world champs. Yes, agreed. They at no point in the season looked like the best team in football, and yet at the end, they were still the best team in football. Did you see Andy Reid send the shout-out to the Raiders for his like, hey, thanks for – Kicking our ass out of complacency. Like, because yeah, we needed it. Yeah, that's, it just, it never looked right for the whole season. And you just didn't think, oh, you know when they're going to figure it out? On the road in the playoffs. <laughs> no chance. No the, chance. They they have just over $24 million in breathing room, uh, cap room, Kevin. Their effective cap space, however, because of rookie signings and filling out their roster, is a bit lower than fifteen point seven five million. So, I don't know. And obviously, they could probably pull some levers and create some more space if they want to. But I don't know if they're going to be able to bring Chris Jones back. And I really do seriously think like he is a massive factor on what they were able to do defensively because he's so good at what he does. So. If they don't get him back, like it's gonna more weight's gonna fall on the shoulders of Mahomes unless they find somebody that can fill his shoes, which it's difficult. It's not easy to find a guy that can be Chris Jones on a defense. The other thing too, didn't they I agree with a hundred percent of what you're saying, and I'm I'm hoping they sign him back. It's funny how Cowboy fans are like, go get Chris Jones. It's like they have a way better salary cap situation than the Cowboys do. The Cowboys have to pull more strings to get the money for Chris Jones than than the Chiefs do, and the Chiefs know the success they've had with uh, Chris Jones. But it's interesting, for the Super Bowl, weren't they missing their second-best defensive lineman? Didn't he get hurt against the Ravens? So literally, like, sometimes we come up with excuses here in Dallas on why it didn't work. Yeah. Well, in the Super Bowl, there's 
What if Demarcus Lawrence was missing from the playoff game? We'd all say, well, they would have won if they'd had yeah. Demarcus Lawrence. Well, I don't know. Kansas City Chiefs didn't have their second-best defensive lineman, and they still won. How many times – I'm sure you're all aware in the Super Bowl era, no team's ever won three straight Super Bowls. How many times in the history of the NFL do you think a team has won three straight titles? Oh, dude. NFC titles? No, he's talking about like going back to when there were three teams in the NFL and one team was, was left like out of the Super. There was like at least four, twice. I'll say five times. Throwing, I'm just throwing out a number. It was in fact twice. The Packers and Cowboys in 1994. No. Lions, Browns, Lions or Browns? The answer is the Packers and the Packers. Oh, okay. So, the Packers did it back when, yeah, there might not have been a lot of teams in the league. I accept that. 1929 to 1931. But remember, before they won the first two Super Bowls, the Packers also won the last strictly NFL championship game in 1965. So, the Packers also won in 65, 66, and 67. So, while it is true no team has ever won three straight Super Bowls, Eh, I have a pretty good idea that the Packers would have gotten it done if you'd have started a year. The early. tough one was in the first one. Some of the guys were like, "Wait, we have to play in a championship game. I got to go to war, or that, I, I got to go build some Ford To yes. four six threes or whatever." That part is still crazy to me. How many times then do you guys? How often does this happen? How many times do you think a team has won consecutive Super Bowls? Cowboys. That is true. That is one. Niners. Broncos. Uh, okay. I didn't know you guys were going to name all. You're on a roll. Patriots. Correct? Steelers. Did the Steelers win back-to-back? I think they did. They did it two different times. Uh, oh, the Packers, obviously. You said them already Packers, the first two. And then the Chiefs just did it. There's one more. This one's tough. Not the Bears. Because they only won that one. (laughs) Definitely not the Bears. The Skins never did it. They have three or four championships, but not Giants, no. Packers, didn't they win the first two? Yeah, we already mentioned that. Okay, all right. Um, Kevin, I can see. Yeah, I have no idea. The Dolphins won Super Bowl seven and eight. And who was alive for that? Larry Zonka. Okay, he well, was I didn't guarantee Bowl. you were alive for all of them. I think the Grease Man's still alive. <laughs> so this shot has Bob Greasy. Yeah. Okay. His, this, his son Brian's alive. I see him do college football. No, his son. He's a. He's like a coach somewhere. <laughs> oh, he is. He stopped doing football. My point is, yeah, he's a football coach. Well, the game's on TV. This is going to be the ninth opportunity for a team to three-peat in the Super Bowl is the Packers, the Dolphins, the Steelers, the Steelers again, the 49ers, the Cowboys, Broncos, the Patriots, and now the Chiefs. Brian Greasy is the quarterback coach for the Niners. Hey. I feel like we should have. I, I saw it like two weeks ago. Or he had ago. the impossible job of coming in when a superstar quarterback retires from a team. <laughs> He was drafted. He was second round. I just remember thinking, he's going to be good. They're not going to have that much of a drop-off from John Elway. And they dropped off. And then they had to go get Jake Plummer. Things got got better, but not to where it went. And then they're like, let's go get Peyton Manning. And then they won. So I understand all the reasons. Obviously, Kansas City's flying high right now. All the reasons you would think, I would think, they would win again. 
They are installed as the favorites ahead of the 49ers, Lions, Ravens, the Bills. But it's just never happened in the Super Bowl era for one reason or another. Did Have they not moved the line because we got Mike Zimmer? Uh, no, the Cowboys are eighth on this list, also behind the Bengals and the Packers. I can't believe you know, yes, one, of the, you one of the other things, Kevin, in regards to that. I can't believe that race. I know you're talking about the not in either era, the super, the, the salary cap era or not. But in the non-salary cap era, a lot of times in those situations, a team would get good. And they had somebody that was really good, too. You mentioned the other day, yes, you had to beat better teams back yeah. then, too. Yeah, well, yeah. then they would say, well, we're going to add this one player. And it doesn't matter because we can financially go do it and still have the same team together and be able to to finally, you know, get over the top on you. Well, then that team comes back the next year and still pretty good. Like, that's what happens. Now, by the time you realize, oh, hey, we're this player away. Let's go get him. You're, the rest of your team the next year or two will probably fall apart. Like, it's, it's – yeah. so, but that that was a factor back then was you could build teams for a strong period of time. And the ones that are able to do it quickly, draft well, add free agents for a few seasons – those are the ones that get to this place. And top, you see top-notch quarterback play as one of the reasons this carries over. Like, obviously, the Cowboys almost got back to their third straight in 94, where they clearly would have won. They had Troy Aikman. The 49ers almost got to their third straight until Joe Montana got freaking destroyed in a play by the Giants, and they lost on a field goal at the end of that game. To Was that Leonard them. Marshall who killed I think, them? Yeah, and that prevented them from winning the Super Bowl for 1990. So... I guess I'll go with, and I don't have a replacement. I'm not going to say they're not going to win because it's going to have right. to be this there's, team. There's I guess 31 I'll go with other, yeah. There's 31 other teams. Most likely, something will happen. I'm not saying there's no, you know. I always hate luck. I'm going to use that word here, but there, there could be something that happens that's just a little bit of bad luck to the Chiefs. Whether it's in that game, you know, if, if you want to just go with, like, Patrick Mahomes isn't very good, four six nine guy. Well, yeah, I mean, if the ball doesn't hit the guy's foot on the punt and just San Francisco lets that ball bounce and it doesn't hit the guy's foot, they don't recover the ball on whatever it was, the 15-yard line next play touchdown that we played the highlight of. Like, there's multiple things where you go, wow, if that doesn't happen, heck, two-minute warning. I was sitting there with my son. I'm like, if San Francisco gets this first down, they win the game, Jake. I'm yeah. like, they're going to be able to now run the ball, timeout Kansas City, run the ball, timeout Kansas City, and then if they they can run this clock down so much that it's going to be close to impossible for Kansas City. Like, I was thinking, does Kansas City allow them to try to run the ball into the end zone here, which is a long run, and if they're smart, they'll kneel it at the one, and then the game's really yeah. over, so you can't allow them to do that. So they were in jeopardy at the two-minute warning of never touching the ball again. You take Kansas City or every other team in the league. At this point, I do feel like it's I mean, taking the Chicago Bulls in 1998. Like, you're like, somebody can do this, right? Yeah. Somebody can beat Michael Jordan. Somebody can beat this team. I'll take every other team, even though I realize that could end up being Yeah, I mean, decision. for betting I took purposes. Buffalo, I took Baltimore. And I took San Francisco. I literally, even though I'm wearing this Chiefs hat, I thought in my heart of hearts... I thought, I think these teams are going to beat this Kansas City Chiefs team. And they went 3-0 and in that situation. I just, I still remember Kevin, Chris Jones, sitting up in that booth with his uh, agents. And the he, first game? Yeah, he looked like so uncomfortable in that sweet seat. 
And the immediately after they lose to the Lions, they're like, hey, let's we got to sign that guy. We got to get him back. Now, he, he didn't sign a monster deal or anything, but they immediately were like, we need him on well, this field right now. They gave him a crap now. ton of money. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll take the field. I mean, yeah. that, that's the smart bet. Now, yeah. when it comes to playoff time, whenever the playoffs start rolling around, you will not find me betting against the Chiefs. If Mahomes is healthy and on the field, you will. You know what? If Mahomes is hopping around on one leg, you will He's not done that find before. me betting. Yeah, you won't find Last me betting Last year, he won the championship him. on one leg. <laughs> and then he was like, let's do it again. He freaking swiped him last year. Don't say Jalen Smith. Is, you said it. I know, but I know where Jaylen this was going to go. Why would you do that? They is, both give up eight yards per play. One gets it. The other gives it. You can fire off cut number two, please, so I can get out of this conversation. That would be fantastic. Luka has a triple-double. There's rebound number 10 to go with 12 dimes and 19 points. Double on Luka. Kleba for three. Oh, Kleba for Kleba. The Mavericks have climbed the mountain. They lead the game. Now, Mavericks victorious over the Wizards last night, 112-104. But I want to focus in on something specifically. You just heard Falwell. 26 points, 15 assists, 11 rebounds for Luka. Where do you think right now he should sit in the NBA MVP hierarchy. Top five. five. Okay. So we're both in that. I mean, I'm just going off the top of my head. Jokic is one. Yep. And by the way, when I say yep, Tim Bonton from ESPN. Oh, that's a fun name to say. It Bonton. is. He took a straw poll of 100 NBA players and, or excuse me, a hundred people involved in the NBA. So it could have been players and everything like that to determine where the NBA race sits right now for MVP. And so Jokic is number one. I'm going to be homerish here. I, the record doesn't explain it, but I think I'd put Luca too. Where's she? I understand where their record is. <laughs> I want to put Giannis three even though they're playing crappy with Doc. Um, Shocker. I need to give Shea more credit. I, I'm, I, You bring up a name that I need to give more credit to. I don't think, to. Anybody, I don't think any of us give him enough here's credit. Here's the deal. Here's another person that we're, I'm not giving credit to anymore. Kawhi. Jason Tatum. Oh, yeah. That dude has the, the best record. They're, he, they're blowing everybody out, like, record-wise. Like, the West is four or five losses worse than what Boston is. But Tatum has kind of disappointed us enough in the playoffs. And I'm like, <laughs> can I put Tatum Fair. at number two? Even though, like, a dude that is on pace to possibly win 60 games this year as the best player, and I don't have him as the front runner at MVP. Are you calling him Dak right now? Not even close. Are you saying that because he Dak does... can't even sniff Tatum's jock? Oh uh, what, like, I do wonder where Kawhi is in this with the Clippers being, what, third? So, uh, Jokic is first. Shea Gilders Alexander. Second. I disagree with that, but I understand. Followed by Giannis, who's third. Luca is fourth. And Kawhi is How about that? fifth. There's a Tatum not even in this conversation. By the way, just to really hammer that home, check this out. Tatum is sixth, but Jalen Brunson, who's seventh, and Anthony Edwards, who is ninth, also got first place votes. No first place votes for Jason Tatum. But it's a pretty big drop off between Jokic and and Shea, and then there's a big drop-off to Giannis and Luka. Is there 
in y'all's mind, is there anything that Luca can do to topple the the next three guys in front of him? Like, is it an eighteen game four. win streak here? Or? Yes, Kinda. I think at this point, if they go after this trade deadline, they're two and zero after the. I guess adding the. I guess they're three and zero, right? Because they had the trade and then they beat the Knicks, so they're three and zero. That would there's twenty eight games left in the season. If they go twenty five and six after the trade deadline, so twenty two and six the rest of the way, and he plays. Pimpin, pimpin style all of the games he can, pimpin style. he can sit out he can be pimping spending cheese uh uh-huh. uh yes so if if they win 22 mm. of their next 28 games i do think i, I don't know kevin is that like I he think keeps doing what shot. he's doing he's averaging pretty much a 30 point triple double and they go 22 and six the rest of the way i think he has a legitimate chance of winning this mvp yes i i, I agree with that now I, that would be that would be dependent on what some of the other people did but you ask what it would take mm-hmm. to get him into that mix i think that's what it would take now did you see the way they played early in the season yeah do you want to pivot to wemby or go to dimwitty you can go to Wimby real quick. Okay. It's fine. He did something good. He It was amazing last night. 27 points, 14 rebounds, 10 blocks for his triple-double in 20, 29 minutes. Absolutely astonishing. He's been very impressive this year. I know his team sucks. Is 20 points a game, 10 rebounds a game, more than three assists, and more than three blocks a game. Remember, I said this. It'll be next year he gets a free pass, too. For sure. It'll be in year three where it doesn't matter his teammates. This is what happened to Luca. It happens to every player. All right, fine. Triple-double, 10 blocks. You know, Shlomo Glickstein it. You know, win more than four games a year. Right now they're 11-43. and 43. And nobody cares, and I totally get it. Nobody was predicting, well, I shouldn't say nobody. Most people weren't predicting the Spurs to make the playoffs this year. Yes. But this year, they're going to lose 60 games easily. And so now you start going, okay, at some point, the narrative's going to change on Wimby. And I feel like the history of us watching sports is in year three, you better start making the playoffs. We don't want to hear the excuse of your teammates. Yeah, I do. I do wonder... If pop, if they're lining it up, man, if they're lining it up and they're going to be able to draft the next talent to be next to him, uh, to to be in that position to do it again, and if Pop has this plan not. and this vision that he's been kind of you know working with with the Spurs for a while, because if that dude can be that guy and they also draft young Kevin, that's another what feels like eight ten years of domination yeah. and sadness. I hope not. I hope not. And then let's go ahead and fire off hmm. cut number nine. Just in case you haven't heard it, Spencer Dinwiddie talking about why he picked the Lakers over the Mavs, and this is a little bit hurtful. I, I, I give y'all something funny that I told, told my people because I'm fairly candid. Um, the two situations kind of felt like this, right? Let's say you were a kid, you got your ass whooped by the bully. That was sort of like your mama being like, "It's okay, baby, don't worry about it." Lakers are like. Your dad. Now you better go out there and, and fight till you win. You feel me? And I just felt like that was what I needed at the time. You feel me? So um, I'm a big believer in kind of doing what you need to do at whatever time it is. And so that's how I thought about it. I don't understand it. We're too I, soft. We're too. So he's saying the organization is soft and the Lakers are hard. I, I took it as this: 
the standard of the Lakers is a championship standard. Yeah. The standard of the Mavericks is they're just another team in the NBA. I'm not – that's my team, but they are. They're just another team. The, the Rangers are the world champs. The Rangers, though, are just another team in baseball. There's the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Red Sox that get the national attention, and if you don't win, what's your deal? What's your problem? I'm not taking too much offense to this. He's saying that I'm going to a team that if you don't win at all, what's your problem? Okay. And with the Mavericks, it's like, oh, they didn't win. Who cares? You know, nationally. Yeah, I was I was trying to I was I was sitting there trying to in my mind, I was like, I don't understand exactly what this metaphor weird. is trying to say. But it is, I guess He's I've been with the Mavericks. It would be easy, dog. it would be comfortable, it would be comforting to go back to the Mavericks. Going this direction is is a little has puts a little more stress on me and to to be great. I'm gonna be honest. I did this the other day. Remember, I said I was looking at minutes. I had Dinwiddie on this team. I found 16 minutes for him on this team if oh. they're healthy. Just to give you an idea, like playoff Mavs. I had Kyrie at 34 to 36 minutes, Luca at 38 to 40 minutes, Green. I I went down. I was trying to find extra minutes, to be honest. I had Green at 24, but I even moved him down to if he's only a 20. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Eight-minute player, P.J. Washington at 32. Lively and Gafford both at 24. So I, I that's kind of the easy one for me. Just share the 48 minutes at center, and I understand there'll be times where they're both of them aren't on the court. There might be a couple minutes where they're both on the court. But then when I got to the bench, I was like, all right, I just gave Gafford 24 minutes. I give Hardaway 24 minutes. I gave Exum and Maxi both 12 minutes, and I might be short on those minutes. I only had 20 minutes left in the game. And yeah. I, I was like, I have Dinwiddie and Jones Jr. And I was like, if I really, if I eliminate Jones Jr. from the playoff rotation, I have about 16 minutes for Dinwiddie. So I'm going to be honest. I think Dinwiddie, without saying it, I think, I think your agent starts looking at it and going, this isn't the 2021-22 Dallas Mavericks. I with Kyrie and Luca, uh, and Hardaway's healthy. Remember, Hardaway got hurt, and so he wasn't on the team anymore for that playoff run. I'm like. Crap, I'm not sure Dinwiddie can find more than 20 minutes on this team, and he's not playing. I don't think he would have been. He's not playing the final five minutes on this team. Makes sense. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan right now. It's time for Mike Likes It. Okay, so Mike Likes It is going to be non-sports today. What? Saturday, we get back Friday night from Las Vegas. So Saturday, there was supposed to be, my son was all excited. He's the starting pitcher for JV Bishop Lynch baseball, but we got back here Saturday and it rained all day Saturday. So that got rained out. It kind of started opening up things for Saturday and Saturday afternoon in our household. So Sue and I rarely are able to sit down and watch TV together. but Because she falls asleep. At nighttime, 100%. Last night, we literally watched something for maybe three minutes. <laughs> like, it was like, she's like, yeah, I'm good. And then, like, three minutes later, 
she turned on her side and I was like, so you done? She's like, I was like, all right, turn off the TV, get on my phone. And I should have just turned off my phone and gone to sleep, but I don't go to sleep as easy as doctors do. I found out, I thought it was women, but it's not women. It's doctors. Adrian's not a doctor. She just falls asleep. Well, so I guess she's the family it's, doctor maybe a it's lot women. of times. I think it's women. Yeah. But doctors probably fall asleep a lot faster, too. Well, I think he's got a point because doctors work, dude. Think about all the stuff they deal with. But my do- my friends that are married yeah. to doctors, they find they seem to find that their doctors just go to sleep really easily. Maybe that's part of like their rotations and, and residency and stuff where they have to work 74 straight hours, which is a really weird that deal. It's really not that, weird. but it's like 36 hours. Yeah. They'll work 36 hours straight. I've been on, I'm on a, on a, Hour 36. Now let's cut you open. You're like, no, no. Yeah. Where's the other doctor at? All right. So we watched BitCond on Netflix. So BitCond is a new documentary on the explosion of cryptocurrency in, you know, 2012-ish to 2018-ish, right? There's a huge... There, there's there's different times where it takes off, but there's these scammers all in, in this world going, oh my gosh, this isn't regulated. So one, scammers love non-regulated products. They loved cryptocurrency. Then they moved to NFTs. They've also moved into the sports card world. They'll move into the art world. So the biggest criminals and scammers to want to steal your money are, are usually in these industries. Uh, I, I've, after watching this, and by the way, it only has a 6.5 out of 10 IMDB rating. I liked it. Okay. Uh, I thought it was good. I would recommend this. And it just really talks about all the horrible people in this world and how they're trying to take all of your money through scams. Sure. So these two young guys, they're in their early 20s. They started a car rental company in Miami, but... They're getting high on drugs and alcohol all the time. So even though they actually have a decent company making decent money, they are drugging it up and gambling it up. So they're actually taking on massive debt from their lifestyle, even though this company is making like $30,000 a month. Can you imagine $30,000 a month and you're spending like sixty dollars a month? As as these two guys were. And, And just because they're like, dude, we were just into... We were we were going out all the time, and going out cost money, and drugs cost money, and True. women cost money, and they were just like, mm. we are spending it all. So recovery cost money. Yeah, and this mm. dude has been in rehab fourteen times. Um, what? Yeah, and he's like in his mid twenties. Uh, his name is Ray Trapani, I believe, if I'm saying his last name right, or Trapani. He uh, is one of the major scammers in this. And then Sam Sorby, who I'll just give you this. I'm not trying to ruin this for you. It's it's a documentary, but um, I mean, he's in prison right now for what they did. They were able to raise over thirty million dollars easily. I get confused on the documentary if it might have got to a hundred million dollars. Wow. They never had a real company. They made it all up. What they did is Whoa. there was this card called, or there's the company that they made up was called Centratech. And this is amazing. And this is just if you're into NFTs and stuff, watch out. Like the majority of people are just scamming you on NFTs. They're not a real deal. It's it's all kind of fake. I'm not saying cryptocurrency is fake, but a lot of companies that work off of 
cryptocurrency are fake companies just stealing your money. Not all, but the majority, like over 80% in this documentary are like, you're going to lose all of your money when you invest in companies like this. This was called Centratech. What their goal was, they created a scam of, we're going to create a fake card that we're never going to distribute or give out. But it's going to be a fake Visa card where you take your Bitcoin. Let's just say you have $100,000 in Bitcoin. You got in really early and it says, you are worth $100,000 in Bitcoin. Well, that's not real money. Just like if I could have a Trevor Lawrence card that's worth $2,000. It's only worth $2,000 once I sell it to somebody yeah. for 2000 real dollars. It's not, I can't go use that at a hotel and say, oh, my bill's $2,000. Here's a Trevor Lawrence rookie card. Just <laughs> like, be awesome. Just like you can't use Bitcoin in a lot of places. You can use them in some places, but the majority of places are like, no, I want real money. I'm not taking Bitcoin. Well, this card was, this is your debit Bitcoin card. You're going to use this Bitcoin card so when you go out to dinner, this card is going to just deduct Bitcoin from your Bitcoin so you can use it as a debit card from your Bitcoin earnings. It was all fake. It was never real. And in fact, the, the crazy thing was on Centratech, these guys are such scammers that they were like, look, we can't be the major people on this. We are in our 20s. Let's go get some really nice suits and take pictures of ourselves. Makeup, we are all from Harvard Business on their website that they're from Harvard. And then let's Google old white guy. And they Googled old white guy and they found a picture. They, that, like actually Googled, Googled old, white guy? old white guy. Found a picture of an old oh. white guy that looked like this will be our CEO. He is a real person. Wow. But he had nothing to do with the company. So when they, when things start going down the wrong way, by the way, uh, Floyd Mayweather jr. Was part of this company. Uh, uh, DJ Khaled was part of this company. Oh. I believe Jamie Foxx. Now, they were the paid endorsers of this company. They actually had to pay back some money, this and that, because they were like, Centratech, do this. I think this is where Mark Cuban has ran into a lot of issues with cryptocurrency and NFTs is they put their name on something. They might not be the sole owner of it, but they have stock in it, and then they tell a lot of people, this is a great company. You got to do this company. And that's where, you know, Mark Cuban, I, he's getting sued. I don't know if those lawsuits are settled or not, but there's a lot of people getting sued for stuff like this. But as I come to the close on this, I'd say, watch it, get all the information. I started going down rabbit holes and I'll tell you this. They're like, dude, why would you, uh, let's go look at Floyd Mayweather Jr.'s education. Do not trust Floyd Mayweather's Jr.'s or DJ Khaled's uh, information on, hey, this is where you should invest your money. And I'm not trying to take a shot at Des Bryant. Des Bryant is huge into NFTs. Are you sure you want to follow Des Bryant's, like, his background in finance and go, man, if Des Bryant is is investing in this, I should, too. They're just saying, watch out from celebrities or athletes on them telling right. you how to invest your money. They have no business background. They might end up being successful off of their careers and then invest some money that's pretty good. But when people are trying to tell you they can turn this money into tenfold in a short amount of time or whatever... It's probably a scam. And they said a lot of people are going to lose a lot of money. They've already lost a lot of money and will lose a lot of money in these fake cryptocurrency companies and these fake NFT companies because they're not FCC regulated. I think some of it is becoming, but they're just watch out.
for this. Obviously, look, I got scammed. I'm going to court on Tuesday. I'm not going to be on the show because I'm what? going to be in court Tuesday because of of people that hurt me. I don't know what's going to happen in that case, but like I'm having to miss a day of work because of trusting, you know, people that do things that might not be uh, of high regard. And these people, one of the guys ratted on everybody. He didn't have to go to jail and they owed $2.9 million. They never paid a single soul back. They took 30 plus million dollars of people's money for a fake company and they just live extravagant lifestyles and they hid all their money. So even the dude serving eight years. Like offshore and stuff? Yeah, even the dude serving eight years is like, dude, I'm set. I don't care. I'll go to jail for eight years. I'm not happy I'm going to jail for eight years. But I got $20 million hidden that they can't find. Man. And that's what these scammers, it's just a good lesson on to me, scammers, how bad people really are inside their hearts when they go down this path. This dude, uh, Ray Trapani, at one point the guy accidentally, instead of sending his passcode for Centratech, he accidentally sent his password for his bank, which had $100,000 in it. He he transferred all $100,000 into his account. Didn't care at all. He was just like, he made, he made the mistake. He gave me his password instead of his passcode for his bank account instead of his Centratech account. So I just drained his whole account and put it into my, I transferred it right to my account. So it is BitCon on Netflix. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.